Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech work for the company that keeps Australia operating. As a critical support business to essential services, we need the best of the best to back up our network and customers during the ongoing growth period Pertech is experiencing. What's important to Pertech? Growing together, clear career pathways, training and support, and resilience. There's the possibility for promotion and to be running your own centre within 10 years. For further information, check out pertech.com.au forward slash careers. That's pertech.com.au forward slash careers. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This bloke, he's one of the ones you need on your team. Otherwise, winning becomes that much harder. He's built of the right stuff on and off the field. But who is Bo Scott? Who was Bo Scott? No, who is? Oh, right now? Yeah. I am um, four years Four years retired, professional yeah. footballer, 14 years. Um, I am a wannabe amateur golfer with a handicap of 8.8 as of Ooh, yesterday. Nice. So I, I, really enjoy the, uh, I really enjoy the golf. I really enjoy the competitive side of things and got a couple of good mates that play regularly with and, um, yeah, get out there. And the young fellas picked up the clubs now. So nice. He goes pretty well too, so when we can get out and have a hit together, whether it be nine hole or, or the eighteen, mm. if you can hang in there. Um <laughs> nah, it's great. I um I love it and I've got a, a small business where I actually started back in two thousand nine, believe it or not. Wow. Um I do a vending and arcade company. So I got in got got into it when I lived at Wollongong and um saw a little opportunity for a bit of a side hustle and a little bit of experience on the business front mm. and uh, bought a couple of machines and threw them around a few clubs and pubs and, and ran them from then and then went to Newcastle mm. and built a, a good little run up there. Then wasn't really what I was thinking about doing when I, when I pulled stumps but um, sort of just continued on with it and it's a very flexible lifestyle. Yep. Enjoy it and I can sort of be my own boss and um, got some good people that I work with and mm. work for and um yeah a family of two two kids and 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 my wife and we're um the boss the boss we uh we live southwest of sydney and enjoy our lifestyle love it how is retirement going easier harder busier faster slower it's got its perks yeah um oh it's what you make it at the end of the day yep. we like i said i've i've sort of picked up the the role where 
we can be flexible with with my work mm. and if we want to jump in the car or go down the coast for for a couple of days or a week we yep. can sort of manage it and um yeah the kids kids play sport on the weekends so it's it's taken up with that and try and squeeze in a game of golf so it's uh it's different obviously the the team environment the team aspect there's probably I miss that a little bit. Yeah, I miss I miss being in a in a group environment where you're sort of striving for the same goal. But um, on the other hand, it's it's a bit of um, a freedom to do your own thing as well. Of, How's or, the body now? Because you played as tough as anyone. Body's pretty good. Is it? Body's pretty good. good. I uh, I tried to get in the swing of CrossFit after I finished up and didn't really agree with me. Sort of sort of said, oh, you've done that enough yeah. for long enough, and I might poke up to the gym. Every now and again during the week, and sort of just keep the muscles ticking over. But uh, overall, overall the body's pretty good. The mighty Picton Magpies—is that where the footy love started? Yeah, it did. Um, oh, I followed my older brother, who's two years my older, into footy, and um, but playing playing as a kid and playing up an age group or two to help them out every now and again yep. too, as you do. And yeah, the Magpies were, were a stepping stone, and obviously. All the junior clubs throughout New South Wales, Queensland, and mm. I guess across Australia and Perth and, and everywhere, we, we have these we have these um, uh, opportunities to go out and play rugby league. It's mm. it's obviously you don't take it for granted. Amazing how many of you elite first graders have got brothers that were two or three years older, and back in the day you played up two or three years older. I think it's actually probably more than just coincidence. Really? Yeah. The, you grow up real fast. Yeah, you get taught a few uh, life lessons early yeah. on and you're just, you're just trying to keep up. So it's, um, I don't know, I guess it would be interesting to sit down and, and look at that number. What were you like as a, a kid? I was a shithead. Were you? Straight up? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I tried my best. I, I thought I was a, a good student at school, and <laughs> but now I, I tease the shit out of my brothers and sisters. I look at the back, back at that now and I probably probably were, were a bit hard on them, but, um, yeah, toughen them up too at the same time. Too good. Signed by the Dragons, you moved to the Sharks. Even before you got to taste first grade, it wasn't until round 22, I think it was 2005. What stands out from debut day? Debut day, I was nervous as shit. I, um, I a, no, not a ladies' call-up, but it was obviously about midweek and a um, few players in the team weren't performing and, and wow. they, uh, they got sent back to reserve grade and I was playing, believe it or not, I was playing for uh, the feeder club, which were Newtown Jets Yeah, uh, back in that time yeah. at, at the Sharks and I was enjoying that. It was good. It was um Playing at Newtown there on the round oval, mm. it was good fun. We uh, we had a pretty handy team and we went in a few games. And anyway, I had an opportunity by Stuart Raper, who was yep. the coach at the time, and uh, yeah, just grabbed it. I was a, I was a centre, believe it or not, and I was I was fairly quick um, back in the day. And yeah. I'd represent uh, athletics club at state level sprinting and and whatnot. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So I was. Um, yeah, had a bit of toe and um, debut. I think I ticked all the boxes. Uh, we got mm. the win. Yep. I got a try. Yep. I got put on report. <laughs> I went to judiciary. 
and I got exonerated. So <laughs> I was lucky enough I could play the following week. So one of the great yeah. stories, and, uh, and on report for for Cameron Smith, who is who is that good that every opposition team dislikes him because he's been so successful. And you roughed him up a little bit on your debut, which <laughs> just made the, the whole Sharks fan base embrace you. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed my time there. It was, a, it was a good opportunity. And I guess the only reason I ended up there uh, from the Dragons, which I was playing Premier League, is because I was a centre. Yep. Um, we had some world-class centres at the club at the time and I didn't see myself getting a, uh, a fair crack at the, mm. the centre role. Um, in the coming years, so sitting behind Matt Cooper and Mark Gaznier, and mm. sort of took the opportunity to not move too far from home. Yep, and um, yeah, go up there and, and rip and tear in the preseason, and uh, and go from there, and that's where it all started. And actually, we played uh, we played finals that year. Yeah, uh, we went down to Win Stadium versus the Dragons, and we probably should have won, and. Uh, they were just too good for us on the night. You don't see it much, but you would end up going back to the Dragons. Uh, two years at the Sharks, back to the Dragons. Why the move? Business decision or opportunity? Uh, opportunity again. Um, I met with Nathan Brown, who was the coach in 2007 at the Dragons, and he wanted, he wanted me to play back row. He, he saw that's where I was more suited than out wide. And, um, yeah, met with him again. and. The timing was right, the opportunity was right, the, mm. the length of the contract was right and it's just the way it happened. I, I'd been there and that's probably where my heart laid, sort of down south again and, um, yeah, ended up back there in 2007, signed three years and uh, went back there to play in the back row <laughs> and I ended up playing centre for about another four years. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my next question. Uh, you did play... Uh, second row in the final couple of games of 06, but 9 and 10, back into the centres. Which did you prefer and which position did you play your best footy in? Looking back on it now, probably in the back row. Yep. Um, I was pretty useless with my hands. I wasn't a renowned catch and pass of the ball. Yep. Uh, even though you, you, you go to train and you practice hard and all these things, but some things just come natural to people. Mm. And it didn't overly to me. I could get the job done. Yep. But, um, yeah, in the back row, I could get a bit close to the action and, and um, sort of stamp me, sort of mark with the defensive side of things, which I loved. Defence was my forte and mm. that's where I, I, I knew at the start of the game if I could get in there and, and get some good techie happening with the, the tackle side of things and, and do some good things, I could, I could move on with the rest of the game. Pertech work for the company that keeps Australia operating. As a critical support business to essential services, we need the best of the best to back up our network and customers during the ongoing growth period Pertech is experiencing. What's important to Pertech? Growing together, clear career pathways, training and support, and resilience. There's the possibility for promotion and to be running your own centre within 10 years. For further information, check out pertech.com.au forward slash careers. That's pertech.com.au forward slash careers. What is defence in your eyes? Is it technique or 
very simply the ability to say you're not getting through here and doing whatever needs to be done? Oh, it's a combination. I, I looked, I approached defence as if I was going to come against you, Andy, next week, I wanted you, the next time you played me, to go, oh, shit. It's him again. Not again. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's how I looked at it. Yep. I, I went, oh, I'm going to make an impact here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go sort him out. I'm going to sort him out. I'm going to sort him out. And then next time when we play and later in the year or whether it be semifinals or something, mm. you go, oh, I'm going to change my line because I don't want to run there. Yeah. I have this discussion regularly. Wayne Pierce, Trevor Gilmeister, David Gillespie never made 40 tackles a game. <laughs> and, and there was a reason. People would look up yeah. and, and do their best to avoid them. It's, it's human nature. Yeah. There's a couple getting around to Neville Cossian. He wouldn't run straight there at him. Which, yeah. Which Arthur, you ever talk to Trent Merrin? Ask him about the Neville Costigan, don't run straight at Neville Costigan story because I don't know how many times I told him during the week, don't run straight at Neville Costigan, don't run straight at Neville Costigan, and what's Trent Merrin drew off the bloody kickoff? Straight at him? Straight at him, folds him in half, loses the ball. He got up and I walked over and said, don't run straight at Neville Costigan again. He goes, yeah, I got you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 2010, a dream year, a premiership. What stands out from grand final day? Um, half time. Um, we 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 knew we knew we could get the job done. We knew we were the better team. We weren't particularly front runners. We could we could grind yeah. teams out of the game. Yeah. Uh, when we got in front, there's no there's no coming back because yep. we 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 just played boring football. Mm. It, was, it was pretty simple. It was wasn't throw four or five flick passes out of your ass yeah. in the 20-metre line to gain 20 metres. It was just take the ball up two metres and we'll get 10 on the next carry or whatever it might be. Let's kick the ball 40 metres and yeah. everyone's going to get down the field and, and tackle our ass off. Mm. Um, yeah, GF day. Um, you said half-time. What, what did you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, sort of we're sitting in the sheds at half-time and we're behind on yeah. the scoreboard. But I, I don't think we're behind <laughs> – we, we were behind on the scoreboard, but I think as the game sort of unfolded, we knew we'd stuffed up a few things in the yep. first half where it could have been different. Mm. Um, from Jeremy Smith charge down, which probably saved their ass at one point in the game. Yeah. To, oh, I don't know, there's, there's sort of a few little sticking points. Mark Gaznier, the way he sort of collected that ball in the end goal and mm. put it down. 20 centimetres for the dead ball and just, just bits and pieces stick out. And going into half time, we needed, we needed to be in the sheds together and, and a classic Wayne Bennett chat. I can't remember what Wayne said. Mm. I wouldn't be able to tell you one word he said, but I remember being nervous again at half time because I knew there was an opportunity in front of us for the next mm. 40 minutes that was life changing for the club, for the players, mm. for the fans. And, um, the opportunity was, yeah, right there for us. And I guess we just went out. We just went back to us boring football. Life-changing it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. It's, 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 it's a huge, huge opportunity. Like it's, mm. um, yeah, a lot of opportunities come off the back of success and that's what that was. And we knew we'd stuffed it up the year before. So there's probably to the, to the immediate playing group, there was added pressure. Yep. Um, there was pressure from the last 34, is that right, 34 years premiership drought? 
30-ish. Oh, 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 yeah, I would have to look, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was that pressure, which yep. wasn't really on my shoulders. Maybe a couple of the older boys, Gaz yep. and Coops and, and Benny Hornby and Dean Young, but mm. wasn't really relevant to me at the time. Um, there, was a, there was a fan base that was just out for blood. They just they wanted a result. Yeah. And running out on that field that day, I don't think I could see any roosters jumpers. Mm. If they were, they were, they were swamped by red and white. Mm. It, it was awesome. It was it was one of the best sort of entries or onto a, onto a football field I've ever experienced. Yeah, um, yeah. Half time was just um, just anticipation, just, just a bit of nervous energy, I guess, to nice. to get back out there and nice. Saying that it was sort of there was a little bit of oh shit, I don't want to go back out because. Yeah. It's it's all there to lose. Yep. Even though we were behind on the scoreboard, it was still there for us to lose mm. because we were the better team. And, um, yeah, it was after we started putting a few points on the board, it was, it was relief and we could just get on with it. You mentioned life-changing for the players. Do you now realise how life-changing it is for the fans? Because Dragons fans on that day and for that week, that month and that year – their life had changed. Oh, it did, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't really realise it in the moment, but looking back on it now and um, the amount of fans that sort of turned up to the after party mm. and were on the field at Cogra and stuck around and, um, yeah, anything from from these days to going, oh, you, you shouldn't have left Dragons or come up in the street yeah. and saying, oh, thanks for the 2010 and... Um, yeah, yeah. you cool. can appreciate it now and um, they're, they're a great fan base. Yeah. They, they're authentic. They're, they're, they're grown from a, from, a, from a kid with a red and white jersey on and, yeah. and that's the best. And oh, I've seen that across a couple of clubs that I've been at and Parramatta's probably another one mm. where they're lunatics. So they just, they just love the club. They don't care who plays for it. And, yeah. um, they, just want, they just want to see a bit of success. Mm. And if you, if you don't get the win on the day, they just want you to see, make sure you've tried hard and you, yeah. you've done the jersey proud and at the end of the day, you're, you're only wearing that jersey mm. for the amount of time you, you sort of get it handed and you're the mm. caretaker and, um, yeah, you need to, you sort of got to embrace that part of it too where it doesn't belong to you. It mm. sort of belongs to the club. It belongs to the history of the club and, and the fans. And then if the fans don't turn up and the fans don't pay for the ticket and do the mm. subscription on the TV, there's no game really because yeah. it's um, it'll just be the players and <laughs> and the staff running around like chooks. You mentioned being a caretaker of a jersey in and around this time. You were selected to be a caretaker of a New South Wales jersey. Your New South Wales debut. There was things happening around you, but not involving you. Tamana Tahu had walked out of camp. There was headlines. This is your first chance at superstardom. First chance in the headlines, you must have been thinking, what the hell is going on here? I just want to play footy for my state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, there were a lot of things going on. And when I look back on it now, it's probably probably bigger than I give it credit for at the time because yeah. I was very good at just to focus on the job at hand. Were you? I, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could really just block everything out and, and worry about what I had to do. So... <laughs> Um, I was probably lucky enough I sort of had that mentality mm. where I could just get on with it and the game was bigger than what was going on outside yep. it. Um, yeah, these things happen. Yeah. People make mistakes and 
the media obviously blow it out of the water when they can, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was an exciting debut. Um, obviously, we don't get the win on the, on my debut, but I get called back for the second week, yeah. so that was always good. Origin time and and probably the toughest period, actually. <laughs> No, definitely the toughest period for New South Wales with that dominant Queensland team. You've had a few years to digest some of those losses. Do we sit here in 2023 and and where does that Queensland team rate? If we're talking greatest footy sides of all time, there's plenty our age and around our age that say it's got to be them. Where do you sit? Yeah, at the end of the day, um, I don't think they need, really needed a coach to tell the truth. Mm. I think the coach was there just to talk to the media because they ran himself. Yep, it was um, it was a Cameron Smith, a Cooper Cronk, a Billy Slater, and a G. Osher. Yeah, and then the rest of the team were there to make up the numbers. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no diss or no credit given to the rest of the squad, mm. but um, to be able to roll in the camp. Yep. Every year, year in, year out, with that sort of brains trust, yeah. you're already in front. Like yeah. you, You've already got the advantage. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 